0: Wait. We recorded, so we we're ready. We're ready to do this shit.
1: Hey guys. We, hey. We are back. Um, it's your fave, Jem.
0: And it's your boy, Chris. You guys already know the fucking vibes. We out here.
1: Um, so it's been a while. We've been on like a little hiatus for a bit. Um, you know, like a happens. psychological retreat. Yes. Um, we've been taking a long uh time to kind of get our shit together. Um, and it's probably gonna happen again. Probably.
0: Um, you know what's dope is I am I'm surprised how many people. Came up to me and were like, "Yo, when are we recording again?" And I'm like, "You guys actually like always, you know, this shit? Like, yeah. it's it's dope. You know, it's cool. I'm like, not you know, to say it's not, but it was. It kind of threw me off. Like people at work and then even some of my family and friends. Well, you know, I don't have friends, but people, you know, they're like, "Oh, yo, we're looking for the next episode." And then I'm always like telling them, "Like, yeah, yeah, we're about to record." And then the hiatus picks happen. up again, and yeah. then they're like, "Yo, where's the episode?" Oh, I don't know, man. It's but no, we out here now, so we, you know, we uh. Appreciate y'all, you know, yeah, checking up on asking us. Yeah, and- me
1: if um, we weren't cool anymore and that's what we're recording, which is mm. absolutely dumb. You know, sometimes things happen. Chris and I lead two different complete lives. Um, so we're kind of, you know, going back and forth. But we're very understanding to each other. Um, as much as we like to do this podcast, we do understand that shit happens. And we have to um, kind of be there for each other and allow each other to... Um, take the space and the time that we need. But for I heard sure. people asking. We're still really good friends. Um, We we still talk, Um, yeah. you know, all the time. So that wasn't one of the reasons why we were not. No, recording.
0: not at all. No, no. She's one of the only people that I'm still cool with, to be honest. You Same. know what I mean? Like, I, I fell off with a lot of people, whether it's, you know, because of me or them. That doesn't matter. It's, it's them. I'm not taking blame for any of that shit. But, you know, she's one of the people that I'm always cool with. And, you know, it's funny. I also kind of feel like whenever one of us is going through some shit, it's like both of us are. You know what I mean? Right, like, oh, yeah, I'm going through. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, cool. You understand? So it's like, it's like we don't really have to spend a lot of time explaining to each other why we kind of right, fall off or we kind of disappear for shit. Like we both know. Like, oh, we are both going through bullshit. So yeah, definitely. it's it's it, it, it's cool. But like you know, like I was just saying, I appreciate people who are kind of checking up on it and you know still down and 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 our listeners and shit. So you know it's a cool thing. But i you know hopefully I'm I'm gonna do my best to. Stick to it this time and, and give consistent. y'all, yeah, you know, consistent content and, you know, just keep talking the bullshit that like, apparently you guys like. So, um right. you know, let's get right to the bullshit. It's um, talk about a couple things, you know, like personal, like changes in our lives, you know what I mean? Like I haven't caught up with Jem in a little bit, so we're going to do it on the mic. Yeah. So, let's so up, let's up. what's up? What's up? What's up with you?
1: Um, let's see. I celebrated my first year of marriage officially.
0: Congratulations on that. Thank I you. wish I had an air horn.
1: Um, it's really, it's been a, it's been a rough ride, but, um, you know, we did celebrate our one year of marriage. Um, our son is turning eight, um, here soon. Um, I am doing, um, some medical, um, schooling. So have been kind of uh-huh. busy with that. Um, But other than that, just the same old thing, getting back into the gym, getting my weight up, um, trying to fight this uh, diabetes as hard as I can, Um, so that's where I'm at right now. How about you,
0: Chris? I've been getting my weight up too, but not from the gym, just been eating (laughs) like a piece of shit. Um, But other than that, no, it's, you know, congratulations on the, you know, the anniversary, you know. um, I know it could be a rough, you know, not that I know from experience, but... You know, I think I've dated enough to <laughs> kind of get a glimpse of that. And, you know, it's cool to, you know, see uh, Liam growing up and, and you know, becoming yeah,
1: the person that he's
0: becoming. So, you know, it's always cool to see, you know, you looking kind at of the positive shit or whatever, you know, shit might be going on in our lives. It's always kind of like good to look at the, you know, the positive yeah, things. And, the positive and, yeah, stuff. and then kind of look at, you know, other people that, you know, are dealing with way worse shit than you are. So, and we are but uh for me i don't know there's been going on with me i've been uh i think last time we recorded i was about to start my job at Rockwell mm-hmm. well I've been, i'm have been, i still there i actually enjoy the job oh shit twitter wild um i enjoy the job it's actually a really cool job i like the people i work with it's it, it's a good vibration so it's 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 easy to show up to a place like that when you know yeah, you when enjoy you like it your place of employment. um I, let's see, what else, I broke off my foot, I'm sure a lot of y'all know that, it was a stupid ass fucking freak accident.
1: Yeah, you did break your foot, how did that
0: happen? Um, It was Labor Day, I went on my boy's um, boat, as always, Mm -hmm. and long story short, I jumped in the boat, as the boat was moving, I landed on my foot on the seat, and my foot kind (sighs) of bent in, and then it was broken. And it's funny because every time I go in that boat, I get hurt. Last time before, that was when I oh, cut my leg open, yep. remember? Yep. That was the same boat. I'm going again Labor Day, so, you know, stay tuned. <laughs> so an arm or a Yeah, it's probably an arm because I already did both legs. Yeah. Um, So I was out of work for a month, almost a month and a half because of that. Wow. And I was kind of expecting Rockwell to be like, nah fam, you got to go. But now they took me back in. Um, Actually, in that time, I wasn't really sure about Rockwell, so I, I got a, I had an interview and I got a job at DRS. Mm-hmm and i was like let me try it out it was but it was an overnight shift so i did like three days of it and i was like nope so i, I yeah overnight I'm,
1: shift is a killer
0: no nah, third day and I, I mean i didn't even get to do the overnight shift i was doing day shift like oh, training okay. but i just it wasn't my thing so i i was there for three days and then i was like no i'm out you know i went to back to rockwell like rockwell you know hopefully none of my coworkers are listening because <laughs> they didn't know i did that i just thought i was out on like you know medical leave but right. uh um, that's really it i mean personal things have been going on too but i don't you know nothing i really want to get into i'm in a good position i'm in a relationship um with somebody she's you know she's good 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 for me she's great you know got a good head on her shoulder so good. uh um uh, there's that um that's that's really it i'm school also you know uh, yeah, this semester as well right for now. sure i gotta you know i gotta finish up you know I'm, I'm really i'm ready to do my own thing you know i'm ready to just be my own boss and, and do what yeah. I want to do, you know.
1: Yeah, it's really um, hard working um, for, you know, someone else. For
0: and, sure. Whether you like your job or not, you know, it's, it's you can't compare it to just be, you know, you being your own boss and, you know, and, and just right. kind of controlling things in your own way. So.
1: so with that being said, let's talk about Jay-Z partnering up with the NFL. Yeah, how do um, you feel about speaking that? Speaking of being your own boss. So I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Um, I think social media is, um, it's – Obviously, you know, social media takes all these things and it blows it up. I understand for sure. that. It's but good. at the same time, I, I feel like, you know, as a black um, you know, black uh, woman, mm-hmm. I feel like a little, I have some regards, you know, towards how Jay-Z is partnering with the NFL, especially um, with all the things going on um, with the NFL, you know, with Kaepernick, kneeling and things like that. But at the same time, I'm kind of looking at this from a business perspective. For sure. Um, I <clears> had my own business for a while. Um, I still do. Um, And, you know, you really want to make whatever moves you can in order to um, expand, you know, the monetary value of your company, of your brand. And I feel like, um, you know, people are kind of looking into this very roughly and kind of judging Jay. But I really feel like this is is a power move for him. This is something that's going to bring more money, um, you know, to his family and and to him and his brand. So I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Sean King definitely... Um, knows how to rile up the community and he's definitely doing that yeah with this he's definitely taking this to um a huge extreme because what if jay-z is doing this you know to show people hey black people are going to be involved regardless of what you guys try to do like this could be like an opening you know for jay-z to kind of come in there and do something
0: else plus see what he can do also do for the culture you know what i mean like now that you know when, when when somebody's directly involved with 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 something like a company or or anything that's obviously hasn't been making the right choices lately mm-hmm. it's easier to kind of you know from the inside work on shit so maybe you know what i mean like it he's, he's he can do some good like now that he's in you know partner part owner, thing of the NFLs, what it is that he can uh you know get rid of all the unfair treatments and everything right, and and make some change positive changes for the culture you know kind of Further, what Ka- you know, Kaepernick tried to do, and yeah. you know, take it to the next level. So, like, my thing is, like, we don't know what he's doing. We don't know what. It- I think the way it was kind of announced and some of the wording
1: that could have been better, yeah, the because term-
0: that's I think this was throwing a lot of people off and making yeah. Jay Z look in the way that some people think he is. Um But I think that we just got to wait and see what he's to- gonna do. You know what I mean? Yeah, what, and you what- gotta
1: think about it too. Jay Z is a street boy from Brooklyn, and <clears throat> You know and he's done a lot he, he's done a lot he's a very smart businessman yeah um it, you know the last album that he put out he kind of went deeper into who he is and who he 444 on, yeah on 444. Yeah, he, kind of, he went very deep yeah. so I think listening to that album kind of would give you a kind of hint of who jay-Z really is um and I mean and he even helped
0: he he was you know he got me out of prison he got he's done a prison. lot so he, it's like if he's getting you know maybe that's the, the kind of agenda That he hasn't been involved in the NFL. If that's the case, then I'm all for it.
1: Exactly. I don't know shit about the NFL. um, You know, documentary. So I I feel like, you know, like you said, the way that it was worded um, kind of set everybody off into this spiral of, oh, you know, well, Jay's doing this and, you know, he's... Um, you know, mingling with the oppressor, and you know all those things like that, and it was kind of just like, hey, like give him a chance right. to kind <clears> of <throat> show you guys what he's about to do.
0: Plus, you know? no matter who you are and what you're doing and what your intent is and your motive, you're never gonna make everybody happy. No matter right. what people you're doing, always there's always right. There's always gonna be people, a group of people, that are not gonna be okay with what you're saying and doing, and they're gonna have their shit to say. So all I can, you know, all I can say about that is, is, is you know, we just gotta wait and see what kind of. You know motives he has for that and what his plans are. Plus, he's in charge of this, you know halftime.
1: Yeah. So now. He's show. Been kind so of now it's gonna be sad
0: because it's been kind of whack. It,
1: he's it, probably it, gonna have
0: Beyonce I, every fucking year from now on, like but every I'm cool year with it. Every just
1: gets worse and worse. If he's gonna um, have like
0: people from his label, he better have like you know Rihanna on that yeah, show. like she should be
1: there, and I think Rihanna that'd be has also made her. You know, um, viewpoints clear on how she feels, but right. at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like this is something that we definitely need to kind of watch, and we need to, um yeah. you know, just just take a step back and let him do what he's gonna do.
0: He knows what he's doing. He's more, he does, of, you know, I does. don't. He hasn't let, you know, the culture down yet, and I don't think he's about to start, especially with something as big as the NFL. Right. I think he knows
1: exactly. What he's um saying.
0: So yeah, I think you know we just gotta wait and see. And I mean, like I, as far as the NFL goes, I don't, I don't know a fucking thing about football, Me I but I know. Really i you know I keep up with the culture and what's going on in the inside of what's you know everything that was happening with Kaepernick and all the kneeling and everything that I you know I read up on it you right. know well because I have I don't you know want to go blindly into a podcast and be like well I don't know what I'm, what this is about but let's just talk about it yeah so it's good to do your research on <clears throat> right but you know I do know about like as far as the, the the other side of the NFL aside from the actual games and the sports I you know I'm I'm kind of familiar with so. Let's just see, and I'm hoping that you know he something good comes something out. Something good comes out of it. The, the halftime shows are good. Uh, the you know commercials. I don't know if he has anything to do with the commercials, but they've been okay. trash. They've been trash lately. Yeah, it's I, been trash. I, you know.
1: Um, so let's see. Of trash. Okay, we're gonna get into our next um, topic, and it kind of seems like we're rushing. We're not. We just like are excited to get back into this. Um, but this <clears throat> is also a topic that I'm very passionate on. Um, so we're talking about overcoming an addiction, and lately I've been realizing that you can be pretty much addicted to anything. Anything these days, yeah. Um, for me, I'm just going to throw myself out there and uh, throw myself under the bus. I'm addicted to my phone. Um, there are times where I have to physically hand my phone to my husband um, to put in his pocket so I'm not on my phone when I'm out grocery shopping or someplace that I kind of need to pay attention Right. Um, to, and I mean... I've been watching um, this docuseries on this uh, docu series on YouTube, and it is about addictions, and it really goes into um, you know why people are addicted to the things that they're addicted to. For me, my phone is a safety blanket. Yeah, about um, to say that. You know, if I, if I'm out, I don't want people trying to talk to me. That's, that's I, go to. I'm very friendly, but I don't want. I'm just trying to grocery shop. You know
0: what I'm doing? You know, I I, I got a new way to do that. Like, I work. I'm the weekend shift at you know at Rockwell, so I get like an hour lunch. So I be going. It's right down the street from the mall. Mm-hmm. So I'd be going to the mall most of the time and get lunch because there's, you know, I have choices of yeah. what I want to eat. So what I realize is if I go in there with my badge, nobody's going to fucking talk to me. Because if you walk somebody and you see him and they have their badge, right. you automatically going to think, oh, he's a rush. He, he's he's rushing. He's, yeah, his lunch break. Like, and I'm I waste time. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, but I do see the point about, you know, the phone being Because I, I, I find myself doing it like, if I'm going to, like, even if I'm at the mall with somebody, let's say you're with somebody at the mall and they go to the bathroom and you gotta wait for them, like that's my first thing. I'm pulling my phone out because I don't want nobody talking to me, looking at me. You know what I mean? And so everything's it's
1: just like yeah, it's almost like a sort of like an anxiety thing. Yeah, for where, sure. Where you know you need to have your phone. I think um, you know I, I do feel myself like you know being an addict in that sense. Now let's talk about. Yeah.
0: Um. I. Yeah. Go ahead. I went to. I mean, there's a couple of things that I would say. Um. Maybe addicted to, my phone being one of them, and i kind of mistake taking steps to not be on it so much. like, you know, if we those of you that know me well know that I just kind of disappeared from the social media, it's kind of one towards other reasons for it, but I think me not being on social media kind of helps not being on my phone checking every yeah. five seconds. Like you know, I, I, I have a Twitter. I kept Twitter because it's what how I stay informed. Twitter is good for informing me whether it's shit by soccer that I like or you know shit that's going on that I want to talk about on here. Yeah, you know like that's cool, topics. but yeah, you know. Was um, oh, that a Drake bar? Hot topics <laughs> like your everyday clothes. <laughs> hey, um, and but yeah, that's, you know I, I uh, addiction is, is hard, and but it, it's like knowing. I think the first thing when you recognize something as an addiction, that's like I think it's the first step towards you. You know, yeah, and get and a- overcoming it is like realizing that it's a problem. Like you know, because nobody really, not a lot of people see being on the phone as a addiction because everybody's doing it. So they're like, no, there's no way I'm addicted because everybody in the world doing it. But yeah,
1: and I think you know, I th- it is. And people can be addicted <clears throat> to um to coffee. People can be to tea. Um, there there's so many things that we can be addicted to. And I kind of want to switch this over to um you know drug use. i think I'm
0: addicted to coffee, I think.
1: Things like that. So um, one of the things that we're seeing is the amount of people overdosing um, in our area. It's awful. And you know how many
0: people I lost that I graduated high school with because yeah. of that shit? Like, when I feel I w- like I went to my high school reunion last... I'm fucking... I'm like aging myself right now. But yeah, my high school reunion was, I believe, last month. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people that weren't there because of that shit. Yeah. It's like, it crazy.
1: Yeah, I was actually... Um, so um, I work for a medical office, and there was actually a woman who overdosed in the parking lot across the street from our office. Oh, shit. Um, and, you know, it's kind of to the point where you can't even really react anymore because you're so used to hearing this this news. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for me, I formally, I'm two years clean. Um, and Congrats on that, too. That's just, that's it's, just... it's hard because all around you, you just see these people being addicted to these things, and nobody's really... Um, you know, people are just so judgmental. Um, and that's one mm-hmm. thing that I'm really um, trying to understand and I'm trying to kind of get out there is that if we see people that are using that are addicts, you know, judging them does not help them get it's sober. It's not. It's
0: making it worse. No. Yeah. You're not. Judging
1: people in their addictions does <clears throat> not help them get sober. Um, being honest with them, yes, that's one thing. Um, but people just.
0: People don't realize that. I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people that become addicted to drugs or start using them are because they're being judged so much. Yeah, and I I feel like… So it's like, what do you you think you're doing when you're judging them even more?
1: And a lot of it is genetic. I don't think people really get that. Like, are we actually like… I mean, people are age, I think now we're starting to kind of understand it more. We're becoming more aware of everything. that that it is a genetic thing. Whereas to the people before us, it's just like, oh, so-and-so's a crackhead. So-and-so's, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. And it's like, but why is that person like that? When you kind of delve into um, the psychological part of it, you mm-hmm. kind of look at that person's background as a whole. You look at their... Nature um, versus nurture. Kind yeah. Of. You look at their genetics and you see, like, if, you're, if your dad was addicted to something, you have a greater chance, too, of the tendency trying of, something yeah. and being addicted to it right. as well, you know? But um, the,
0: the flip side of that, I think, is... Um, <clears throat> That a lot of people, okay, I don't want to say a lot of people because that's, that sounds bad. Some people might use that as, as an excuse to mm-hmm. tell you that there's no way they can get clean and overcome that addiction because it's genetic. Right. But it's, that's not it. You can, you know, you're, people underestimate the power of, like, your mind and your brain. Like, right. your mind can literally make you do anything. So, like, yeah, it's, you know, it could be genetic. It could be tendencies because you grew up around it. But that doesn't really necessarily mean that you have to lead the same path because of that, right? You and know? I think
1: that it's just um, the more that we kind of um, the more that we are open to understanding, the more that we educate ourselves, um, we'll be able to actually help those yeah. you know to overcome. That's what it is. Um, you
0: got to educate yourself, even if you know. And and I think it's kind of ignorant for people who are not directly dealing with it mm-hmm. to not want, feel like they don't need to be informed about it. You don't know. There's so many people that are like the, closet it, addicts, it, it, and you don't an, know.
1: The, it doesn't affect me. Uh, mindset. It's that selfish. Yeah, and exactly. Like, mindset. why
0: should I give a fuck? Why should I read up on that? You don't know the people. There might be people close to you that you don't know
1: yeah. that could become
0: addicted to something. I don't know where, or that you need to know about it now. Yeah, you know, a
1: couple of weeks ago, someone actually um, confided in me um, about. Uh, You know their past as a child and and things like that, and it was just really heavy that sometimes we don't really think about what other people are going through We kind of just Uh, brush um, it off Yeah, we 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 hear a couple of things that they say and automatically we've made up our minds about their personalities But a lot of people are struggling with things yeah, Um, and you know overcoming an addiction is really hard Um, I speak from experience um, because um, I openly um, have talked about this before on my social media but for two years. Um, and that's a lot. That's yeah, it, a lot. To so even
0: be able to talk about it. It's hard. Especially on social media, where it's the most judgmental place in the fucking world. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and that's I a feel lot. like, you know, that's mad props. At
1: first, I was kind of like <clears throat> hurt and I was kind of um, scared, you know, to kind of put that out there. But, you know, for me, overcoming my addiction was very hard. Um, the nights that I've spent, you know, crying and and being, you know, hurt through my own actions. Um, I'm thankful that I have, you know, good people in my life who were there for me and didn't make me feel like, you know, I was like a junkie or whatever. Um, Because everybody's story um, starts from someplace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had my own story as to like you were saying, kind of like an excuse as to what led me to do what I was doing. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I was able to kind of face myself and really understand why it is, um, you know, why I use both my biological parents have, um, addiction tendencies themselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, it kind of made sense to me when I started to understand this addiction, um, and realize that it was a disease and that I was sick at the moment. Um, it kind of made sense and it was kind of easier right. to, um, you know, to overcome that and get through that.
0: Plus you kind of realizing that <clears throat> you have people that, you know, need yeah. you. And they're counting on you. Yeah. It's kind of like that, that little bit of motivation. That you can Extra get. motivation that you get when you look at it like, oh, shit, these people. You know what I mean? I can't. I got to come out. So, you know, it, it's good to see people coming out of it and it just makes it, you know, it's not impossible. People yeah, can overcome it, but
1: you can do it. Um, and and you know, utilize one thing I've, I've noticed about our community is like you know, the other day I was realizing I talk so much shit about living in Melbourne and Palm Bay, um, but I did realize that we have so many things going on here that we really this don't place know is about. fucking toxic. It, it it is it is very toxic. Um, but at the same time, um, there are a lot of people here that do have. Um, good intentions, yeah. part like I started to go to meetings um, because you know I think people have <clears are under> this <throat> assumption like once you get clean, that's all you need to do. Yeah, you need no. to constantly be keeping yourself. Um, what's the term? You need to keep yourself accountable yeah. for maintaining. And I that. think that's harder even. Yeah, than. to to maintain that sobriety, yeah. and there I'm are a sorry. lot of people here. Um, you know, that have meetings where you can kind of just sit with other people who have been through what you've been through. Um, and, you know, so if, you, if you're if you listening and you have ever struggled with alcoholism or anything like that, definitely utilize <clears> these programs. Um, these people are just like you and I. They yeah. You know, they've struggled with this um, addiction and they're getting help for it and they're keeping themselves, you know, um, accountable for everything that they've gone through. And
0: that's the one place where I feel like you can count on not being judged yeah. no matter what you're going to talk about. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because there's people in there that... You know, it's bad off for maybe worse than you, so you're not going to be judged. So did you see, um, speaking about, you know, this place actually having some kind of positive impact. uh, There's a place that opened up in Melbourne. I don't know the name, Coastal. It's pretty much like an urgent care for mental health. It's like psychiatrists, like urgent care. Yeah, it's really cool. I feel like that's really...
1: That's definitely should needed. be
0: something that should be everywhere and yeah. easily accessible.
1: People need therapy, and I feel like sure. you know, our culture is so toxic. Um, our parents basically, you know. Not my. Pa- I'm saying our parents and the fact like our parents' generation. Um, a lot of these people don't believe in mental health issues. No. They don't believe that we need therapy and we need counseling. And here we are, years later, a bunch of um, crippled, um, ang- anxious people mm-hmm. who don't know how to handle emotions. You know, so it's a good thing to utilize these programs to utilize. You know, um, your therapy centers and even if you can't afford it, there are definitely ways around it. Yeah. Um, that you can that you can get help. So yeah, because even like
0: if you go to like the. Um um, the health department, they even have, they have, they have counselors there for you where like yeah. low cost to no cost, depending on like what you make scenario, with them. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know. Ten bucks. Yeah. So there's, this is the research. You got to do the research. Help is out there. Unfortunately, it's not as um, advertised as it should be, which is right. why a lot of people are kind of, you know, ignorant to the Look fact.
1: Look at how they advertise Popeye's chicken.
0: You know what I mean? Like how? Like, like how? We got so much shit going down.
1: They advertise this Popeye's chicken like it was the return of Christ. Um, but yet, you know, nobody's yeah. advertising the fact that um, these people need mental help, you know, um, they need therapists. And, I mean, it's just, it's really weird. It's just weird to me that it that's is. what the culture is. Yeah, and it, it's... Like a chicken sandwich is more important than, you know, staying off drugs anything, or getting Right, help.
0: right. Or even the shit that's going down with, you know, the Amazon fires or... Yeah. Or everything that's going on. is like, why are we, you know, making such a big... Like, you guys, you know, realize that all these people are talking about, you guys are making... Was it Popeyes? Yeah,
1: Popeyes, yeah.
0: You're making a millions.
1: And and the crazy And you're not getting a
0: fucking thing out of it. Except for a chicken sandwich. Well it's
1: funny because people were posting on um, you know, uh, Twitter, they were posting pictures of the workers and laughing at them and I'm like, dude, like these people have to stand there for, you know, hours to make you a chicken sandwich. And it's like it's really not to me it's it's not funny. Um, you know, these people they go they're they're gonna make what, eight dollars an hour and then go back and try to afford, you know, um, to pay their rent and stuff, and you guys are laughing at them over a fucking mm-hmm. chicken sandwich. Like, come on, you know what I mean? I feel like there's so many um, other things that we need to focus on, and I'm not saying we can't have a laugh or two, right. you know, enjoy yeah. ourselves. But I mean, I think this generation really takes you know the cake when it comes to enjoying themselves because everything is a fucking joke. You and know what I, I mean? yeah,
0: and I feel like with with this chicken sandwich, um, because you got it became such a viral thing that a lot of people. Are going to eat it because they saw people I eating even it. Eaten it yet. Me neither. No, no, do I even it. give a I'm fuck about it? Chicken is chicken. I don't, play, yeah. chicken. I don't, don't I, care about if it.
1: If I happen to be there, yeah, I stop by. But I'm not going. Crazy. Like yo,
0: if you if you're listening, and you're gonna bring me one to work, <laughs> be my guest. But yeah. I'm not going out of my way. And I just feel like it's it's that it's that viral wave that people love to hop on. Like oh, on everything, it's going viral, so it's got. I have to try. It. Yeah, but like, really if it not. wasn't going viral, would you really get out of your way to go to Popeyes? Like, because, I mean.
1: No. Yeah. It's just
0: uh, one of those things that's like it's I'm doing it right yeah. Now. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, why can't we take that you why, know, why all that intensity and, and, and all the support and, and put, put it, it to a shit our that matters. Yeah. Right.
1: Put it into opening, you know, addiction centers where people can come and talk and get these things out, you know. Uh, healthcare, you know, professionals can come out and, you know, help these people. But we're so focused on a fucking chicken. What's situation.
0: cool, yeah. Let's we focus on what's cool, what's what's popping right now. Like, I mean, like you said, there's nothing wrong with kind of looking at things that are positive also on social media, and laughing and everything, but it's like, fam.
1: It's too much. We're only human. We definitely are only human. Um, But at the same time, I think that we have really got off track when it comes to how we treat other people Mm -hmm. and how we, you know, label other people. And um, I I, I have this friend that I'm able to talk to about these things because he's very biased towards everything. He kind of looks at everything in a, you know, just a simple light. And um, we talked about this the other day. And he pretty much just told me, you know, it's human nature. Um, which is really, when you think about it, it's really sad that it's human nature to <clears throat> look at someone on the street and automatically assume, okay, well, this person's just a crackhead or this person is just, you know, X, Y, Z. So I think that's pretty, <clears throat> it's pretty ridiculous.
0: Yeah, assumptions, is, nothing good ever comes out of assumptions. But I will say that, like, when I see people, and this just might be me, but when I see people out there, you know, asking for money, and they have all limbs. They're standing, and you're out there like you can get a job.
1: I, and, and, you know, I, I'm kind it's of easy. Like, well, it's I'm easy. half and half on that because I feel like a lot of these. Okay, a lot of these people, you know, they're dealing with addiction. They're dealing with, um, you know, right. All, all that's, the, that's the that's
0: the other side of the coin on that. Right. This, so internally, and
1: and we got to think about too. Your brain doesn't function that well after. Let's say you got sober for five days. Okay. Um, your brain is now trying to catch up with whatever. How old you are? Trying to catch mm. up with the emotional maturity. Yeah, Don't even think you know, of you know of who you are. So a lot of these people, like we see them.
0: Can we edit this out? I feel like an asshole, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's okay because I would do the same thing. Um, I mean, well, see, um, that's that's what it growing is. Growing up in New York, that's the culture that we're, we're right. used to. If you would see someone on the side of the street, automatically, okay, that person is a crackhead.
0: Same when I, when I came back from Columbia. The city that I'm from is pretty much New York City, but bigger. It's the right. same shit, but. This just brings me exactly to a point that we were just talking about when, you know, you made a great point and I never thought about that. But that just shows how ignorant we can be to mental health. Like, I never fucking thought about the fact that they might be dealing with some internal yeah, addiction or my, you, or mental health that is keeping them from being yeah. able to show up to a job every day. Because when you so abuse
1: the, um, drugs, when you abuse alcohol, hmm. your brain pretty much stops maturing at that point. Yeah. Because all you're doing is looking for the next high. So when you're finally able to be sober... Um, you are trying, you're pretty much dealing with all these emotions that were suppressed by the um by the addiction, you know. Um, so I think that's one thing that we can really um, um we can try to understand and tell ourselves, you know, I, I feel like um I always get judged for giving people on the street, you know, a dollar or two. Um and I think to myself, you know, I was there. At I just just them food, yeah, I mean food too that's what That, I that do. helps because you know they're probably hungry. Um, so I think definitely. We just need to educate ourselves a bit more, and really, you know, like my friend said, it's human nature. But we're able to change, um, you know, that human nature. We're able to be compassionate. We're able to be understanding. And this is a this is a generation of research of of scientists. We have the resources. We have the resources to think beyond our ignorant thoughts and our past. So
0: you know what I don't like when I'm downtown, for example, and I've been drinking because I'm one of those people that when I'm drinking. I'm generous, like I'm the one that's buying everybody that I'm with drinks, y'all get shot, whatever, and these motherfuckers always get me, and I'm drunk, and I'm like, like, oh, yo, I just, I'm hungry, I want a slice of pizza, no, you know, I get a whole pie, here, it's fucking $30, $30 you know what I mean, and then $30. I get home, and I'm like, Where's all my money? I'm like, ah oh, shit. Yeah, that's me too. Like, can y'all get me when I'm sober so I can be like, nah, fam, I'll buy you a slice and well, that's I would, it. But I always feel bad when know. I'm driving down
1: the street and I see somebody walking. I was telling my, my kids this earlier. Um, I see somebody walking down the street. I want to give them a ride. I'm like, fuck, it's so hot outside. I do I'm too, like, nah. but then I think
0: about all the movies that I've seen and I'm like, nah, fam. Yeah, I've,
1: you know what's so funny? I'm not trying to get murdered. I watch so many scary movies that the moment I meet someone and they're like, you want to come over? I'm like, are you trying nope. to murder me? Yeah, yeah. You know, like.
0: Like, what if I want to know, like, what you don't know shit about me. Why are you inviting me? Yeah, people see it. Right, it's,
1: it's weird. Horror um, movies
0: have fucking killed a lot of shit for me. <laughs> like, the movie The Hitcher and whatever. Those.
1: Did you see the, this one, movie on Netflix, it's so off topic. Movie on, uh, not Netflix. No, so it's Hulu. nothing that's off topic. Um, hot, <coughs> something, Cloachfield, Killer. And it, like, fucked me up. Uh, Dylan McDermott is in it. As oh, really? You, I'm used to him being, like, a funny character. Yeah, yeah. But he plays, like, a serial killer. I'm going to check it out. It's really... It, I definitely think if you're into that kind of shit, you should definitely. Speaking of serial
0: killers, and I'm not trying to plug Netflix or nothing, but Mindhunter. Okay, so I didn't season know... Season 2. Well, someone told me that, that was that was my back shit. on.
1: Didn't even know that there was a season 2, so I need to catch up on it. It just came
0: out, I believe, like, last Friday. Okay, I, I okay. finished it. It's... It's one of the rare shows that the second season is better than the first one. Well, that's it was on my amazing. List
1: and um, thirteen reasons why, which is getting a lot of hate. It's getting a lot of hate. I um, saw the
0: first couple episodes of the first season. I liked it. I just I don't know why it, I got distracted kind of, from it.
1: It's kind of hard to um to keep going because okay here's the thing the acting is fucking terrible. Um, I think that's what kind of killed it. The storyline is good. The story I think that's what killed is, it. Yeah, the storyline is good, but the acting is fucking sucks. Um, so definitely that's something that I would like
0: to, um, yeah, we don't, we don't need to plug in these shows cause we're not getting the money out of it. So, you know, fuck Netflix yeah, well, and all not, them. Yeah. And we're not going to do. Especially Netflix is. raising the prices and I can't oh, talk shit. Oh yeah. Wait, I don't know, but I'm using my girls now. So, fuck um, it. fuck y'all. So let's see what our next Uh, topic. what we, uh, what we have now, we, it's okay, so we've recovered. Wait, it's, it's kind of getting back to an addiction just for a side note. Do you think people can be addicted to other people? Oh yeah. Definitely. Is that like a real?
1: So, Okay. I think it's funny that you say that because I was right. just Tell telling me more. my um, friend who is in the middle of a kind of toxic relationship um, but to her it seems like the right choice to stay in that relationship and I you know I kind of felt the same way when I was in my first um, real, my first marriage right. um, you, you get addicted to the the being comfortable you get addicted to the So it's, it's more like, like an addiction, addiction to the feeling and the affection I think it, I think it is an addiction to comfortability I think as people, um, you know, for example, you move in with someone, um, and I'm speaking of, this is like a real life thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you move in with someone, and, you know, that, that doesn't work out. Um, and you drive yourself crazy about it because you are so addicted to being comfortable that to, if I say to you, hey, I, I'm not with so-and-so anymore, and I want to move out, um, and you're like, okay, well, that's normal. Why don't you just move out? Um, you know? It sounds like it's when someone... I hear confused, when people say that shit to
0: you. Why don't it, you just do a so-and-so like... Bitch, if it was that easy, I wouldn't even be talking exactly to you about it. it
1: was, If it was easy to just like move out of someone's, you know life life you could do it easily but sure. I feel like we get addicted to the to being comfortable so we'll stay with with our partner for 10 years until the kids graduate because you know you're addicted to being comfortable mm-hmm. um I feel well like, there is yeah,
0: morally financially all that shit
1: right 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 so I definitely think you can be addicted to other people I was friends with someone for 12 years almost and I was addicted to her friendship and Everybody on the outside looking in would be like, What the hell is your problem? Like, she treats you like shit. Um, like, but, it was toxic. But I, I know. Right, but I was addicted to that because I was so comfortable with her right. knowing everything about me that I couldn't separate the two. Um, so, I definitely think you can be addicted to people 100%.
0: That's another thing that I also learned, and this kind of plays into the, you know, being in a relationship that is obviously t- uh, toxic. Mm-hmm. And this kind of plays more, uh, it affects more. Uh, more women than it does to men just because of the way that we're wired. Right. So like, you know, if you're like for example, if you're in an abusive relationship, let's, you know, let's say, and, you know, fights happen, things get out of hand, mm-hmm. and this this is shit isn't really talked about, so it it's it just kinda I'm sorry, okay, me too, let's just leave it at that. And and um it starts building up and it builds up more and more and the more tension builds up until one day the man snaps and beats the woman yeah and definitely. so this happens the the moment you know and and obviously i'm leaving you you know a piece of shit whatever this happens somehow the man manages to get back into the woman's life and at this time this is what they call the um this is like a psychological thing that i learned in one of my classes mm-hmm. they call it like the honeymoon stage because yeah. this Like, it's like a six-month period, three to six months. Where everything is great. Right. The man is doing everything he can. He's buying you jewelry. He's buying you a new car. He's bringing you flowers every day. Right. Taking you out. It it, it goes back to, like, the beginning of the relationship. Like, subconsciously, women crave that. So, a lot of women are willing to put up with the abuse... And, and whether it's physical or mental, whatever because it is. comfortable with... Yeah, because yeah. they know that once it's over, they get to experience the honeymoon stage again. Yeah. And it's, it's a fucked up thing. And, and I think that's kind of leads back to the addiction. Because if you can put that next to, you know, side by side with, with drugs, like you obviously know that drugs are, you know, slowly killing you. Yeah. And why not put in weed? Because weed's not a drug. Yeah. So we're taking that, that way out of the fucking conversation. But let's mm-hmm. say hardcore shit like Coke or heroin, meth, whatever kids are doing these days you know that it's bad for you and it's killing you mm-hmm. but at that moment when you're high you feel like you're on top of the fucking world right, it, you feel it, powerful you feel like you know what i mean and, and so you, and
1: you do it you do whatever it takes for that rush and Right. I, and i feel like same with me you know before i was married and um, so relationships
0: or drugs is pretty much what yeah, i'm saying yeah i mean before so. i
1: was married i was constantly chasing this high um, you know, from person to person. Because right. every time you sleep with someone, you know, it would always be like, okay, well, let's see if we can top this. It, it really does become was the same um, way. a yeah. vicious cycle of addiction, of, you know, just this tedious, um, you know, thing that we do to ourselves, just like using drugs. I right. mean, popping a pill, you know, like, um, injecting yourself. It's just a, a thing that we do because we are constantly looking for that next mm-hmm. high.
0: Well, me and my uh, me and my daughter's mom, you know, broke up. Mm-hmm. That's That's what I, you know... That's what I went to. I, I mean, after... See, the thing, I didn't do it at first. I, I When I first broke up, when we first broke up, I'm sorry, I was on my own, and I kind of right. fell off. I kind of... I You know, I disappeared. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't really... I was just on my... And I started drinking heavily. Um, and then after I got past the whole drinking heavily kind of thing, that's when I started looking for ways to fill that void. Right, It was looking for my own high in my own way, which was... Hooking up with women, right? So I went on, you know, back on my Facebook, and I started talking to women that I didn't talk to when I was in a relationship. And mm-hmm. you're looking for that, but you know, deep down, you realize how toxic that is. Like right. you're it's a cycle, not you're- only for you, but for the people, you, the other people you're involved in. Like all the women that yeah. I was involved in, I know I was toxic. And if any of you guys are listening, probably not, because they're probably all blocked me. Um, it's is like oh, I apologize because I know that shit was toxic, and I admit that I used a lot of those women to kind of get past that bullshit. You know what I mean? Right.
1: So it's like... Yeah, so um, pretty much, yeah, you can be addicted to anything. Um, you know, any step that you take to overcome anything um, is a is a good step. So um, we're going to wrap up this topic. And Chris, what's next on your list?
0: Uh, then, so it's more of a question, I guess. Um, how do you feel about artists? You know, this is kind of getting off the serious shit and going more into the, you know, we got to have at least one spicy topic right? on, on our shit. Um, but kind of talking about, um, the artists being obligated to respond to, you know, criticism on social media or, you know, yeah, more of the criticism because obviously it, it, it's cool to uh, respond to when you're being praised on social media or for anything you do, but are artists obligated to respond to hate?
1: So, Okay. I have definitely seen, and I want to say um, for this topic, I want to use James Charles as an example. I really cannot stand him, um, but I do want to use this opportunity to kind of like talk about, you know, um, how he handles it. So basically, I feel like every time an artist does something, people, we're not really, we don't really think of them as human beings. Um, so, you know, we give all these reviews, we say all these things. Now. No, we
0: kind of think of them more of like machines right. in a we way, right? That
1: they are literally made to entertain and create us. I mean, cre- they're literally created to entertain us. So I feel like um, every time they do something, whether it's good or bad, there's always going to be, you know, some hearsay or whatever about, you know, what they're doing. So my thing is why shouldn't they be able to defend themselves? Um, their feelings get hurt, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, as an actress or as a rapper or whatever, let's say you spend, you know, a year working on an album, um, and then you finally put it out, and everybody's like, wow, this shit is so trash. Like, (laughs) you know, and you spent a year putting your... your Like Chance the Rapper? Right. album was... It was trash. I'm just going to say it. Jeezy's new album, trash. Is it? Trash.
0: See, I haven't heard it because I I, I was kind of afraid of that. Yeah. And, you know... A lot of people were like, oh, it's fire. But most of the people that were saying it was fire are, you know, dick writers. Right. So um, I didn't really listen to it.
1: Yeah. I and I will,
0: I'll, you know, I'm obviously going to listen chance. to it because I, I want to have my own perception on it. But it's like, right. you know.
1: And, it, it, you know, it's like this might be like the shortest topic we cover but i truly feel like it is okay for them to respond to criticism when james charles was under um you know fire for the last couple of months you know he had this issue going on with tatiana and there was all this other stuff and if you don't know these people are youtubers um who just do makeup reviews and stuff and now they have all this money um, That's, so, come on, man. So he was called out, you know, from some from some wild. negative behavior and some things that he has done. And if you follow the kid, you can pretty much see where that was coming from. He's just trash. Um, but he did, you know, a couple of times publicly put out different statements to kind of defend himself. And the criticism really drove him, I guess, to a point where he felt like, you know, he was having a mental breakdown. He felt like, um, he needed to go into some type of therapy and stuff. And I think we forget that these people are people too. Um, if somebody, right. If somebody were to call us out, um, you know, somebody say, okay, Chris, you're, you know, X, Y, Z, Chris, be out here doing whatever. I feel like, But you like, you're not wrong. You're <laughs> right. You're right. But I've done it too where I've heard right. people, you know, rumors and stuff about <laughs> me. Um, oh, 100%. And, and I go out and I and I say, listen, okay, this is how I feel about this. Y'all not going to make me feel X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Um. But so. I, I guess
0: more to, yeah. And you have a good point. But I mean, for me, my question is more like. Of course, like you said, you're everybody. You know they're human beings, and yeah. a lot of, like I said, a lot of times they're viewed as machines where they're expected to always, like an no. example of a of a, a musician, or of an artist, or a rapper or singer, where they're always expected to put a masterpiece out, and you know a lot of times they're not, and and so it's like it's yeah, it's it's okay for you to defend yourself because it's it, it you know you're defending your work, you're defending right. what you're proud of, have been working on for like you know however long, but is there a point where you should just not? More like, you know what I mean, like, is there like a an I extreme think- where you kind of just back off and let, because like like I said earlier, you're never going to please everybody. I mean- so it's like, are you, is there, should there be a, a, a time, a point in time where this is happening where you just kind of back up and say, okay, well, you know what? This isn't, I'm not going to please everybody. Um, my core fans know who I am. Let me back off and let them talk talk. Because I feel like that in a way that could also kind of, affect them negatively I
1: mean and I, I, because
0: it, it could also kind of you know if you're in a way where like for example if you're, if you're an artist and you put out an album and now you're getting ready to go on tour and everything and, and you have to do all these press runs and all this shit but you start responding and kind of getting really involved into like the hate on social media I feel like that could also affect your next steps negatively because now you're not your head's not completely in that. You know what I, I,
1: mean? I think I really think it, it it's based on. So that's why we're not who, like that
0: famous because I don't want to deal with all that. That's what we, you know. We I, like
1: I think it's really like personal preference. I, I mean, there are celebrities that you never hear a single peep about, right. you know, even when something negative is said about them, they just don't respond. I, I mean, perfect example, look at Beyonce. People say shit about her all the time. Yeah, I have I mean, never seen her publicly go on her social media and post, you know, at this time, I would like to say X, you know what I mean? Yeah, And um, J.
0: Cole, Kendrick. Right. People kind of say people. all
1: these things about them, but they never go on and do right. that. Whereas to, and I also know, feel
0: like their level of superstardom kind of plays into I, that. When they're but, like, and, they're so big that they feel like they don't need but, to. But they
1: just seem, they seem like they are... Comfortable enough with themselves right. to understand that negative yeah, and criticism, I think no, exactly. right, will happen. Right. Then you have that's a answer. good point. I feel yeah. like they have
0: enough self confidence in their work that they know that right. whatever who Bad are, what are they're saying, happen. yeah.
1: You know, um, like James Charles, Taylor Swift. <clears throat> Um, you know, some of these people go on, and every time something negative is said about them, they jump at that to defend themselves. And it's like, you know, right. girl like that just—I think that just goes to show you, like, their state of mind. If you're comfortable with yourself, kind of right, you're comfortable with that. yourself, and you—you you know, you're not insecure about your artwork. You—you you know that there are going to be times where you make a bomb ass album, or you, you put out a bomb ass movie, or you put out mm-hmm. a bomb ass, you know, fashion line. Um, you know, you like <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like. Perfect example, Kim Kardashian, Chloe, all them, every time something negative is said, they have to go on Instagram or go on Twitter mm-hmm. and respond. Oh, and it's like, sure. you know what? You, compared to us, we're peasants. You guys could literally buy our lives three, four times over. So I kind of feel like to the point where, you know, if you're that insecure that you have to respond to these people who have nothing better to do right. than to criticize you, where is your...
0: Because if you're going to do that, you're going to spend the rest of your life doing it because, like I said again, you're never going to please everybody. So it's like, why? That's just kind of like what brings back to my point, like... Why continue to give your energy towards right. that? Right, just don't. You can put it in, you know what I mean? And so. I think this
1: is something that we can, you know, we're going to wrap up uh, here, guys. But I definitely think this is something that we can take um, for all of us. Do, one of my favorite things about Chris is that he just doesn't care um he doesn't allow people's opinions and words to kind of build his identity no, I used to. um and and i'm the opposite every time someone says something about me i want to instantly defend myself i want to go and make a status i want to yeah. make a post and it's, it's that's ridiculous. what people
0: when the people ask me like it's one of my favorite questions that i get asked on a daily is why do you have so many tattoos because i have i don't even know how many i have anymore i just got a new one Will see you you my stop new counting? one i do my, Fred I Mercury. Yeah. That's my shit. Anyways, um, you know, people look at me and like, wow, well, you have so many tattoos, aren't you kind of like... Don't you like get self-conscious about the way society looks at you, like the older society, or if you're going for a job interview or... And I'm just responding, to them, look, I have a great fucking paying job now. I've had great interviews that I've killed with many tattoos that people see because my hands are tattooed. So I don't, you know, I can't cover those, nor do I want to.
1: Right. So it's like,
0: that's what it is. It's like, I don't, I just don't, I don't really, it's not... It's not just that I don't give a fuck about people's opinions, but I just don't. I don't want to put my energy towards trying to explain myself right, to people. Right, constantly all the like time. Like even my family, like this they were mad it. against my against me getting tattoos. Like this, is my first one was on my arm, and they were like, "Oh, that was that says you're not getting." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah," and then I just kept getting more. Now, took more and they're like, "We give up because he's not right." What,
1: what What's the point of trying to? So it's like it's. I just
0: to me, I feel like there's so many other things that you can kind of put your energy towards than. Trying to please everybody because you're never going to, right? Um, and that's another thing, like kind of like goes off to, you know, before we wrap up another thing that we have with the topic. Um, so, Sway Lee and Drake dropped a song. I don't know if you heard it. I've, I I think it's heard called it Don't Be Late. Yeah, I heard it. it I heard it's it it's awful. It's trash. It's it's it, it's just it's just that like Afrobeat that we've already heard. Like times. Drake had a whole fucking album Afrobeats. Right. And then Sway Lee had some songs he already dropped. Those notes. some people didn't like it. So. My favorite podcaster, Joe Budden, because mm-hmm. I fuck with Joe Budden. He went on his podcast, and you know they always talk about new music dropping, which is cool, right? And they talked about that song, and Joe Budden said he fucking hated that song. It was ass. It was trash. Whatever. But he's—they're always praising Sway Lee, mm-hmm. and I love—I fuck with Sway Lee. He's—he's—he's he's super fucking talented. Yeah, I didn't like the song. Neither did Joe Budden, and a lot of people. And so he was like, he continues to say, like, look, we love Joe Biden. I mean, we love Sway Lee here on this podcast. We fuck with his, but we don't like this song. And then oh, you know, that's okay. yeah, it's okay. But Sway Lee went on like Instagram Live, I think it was, addressing that, like, oh, you know, I know it's your platform to kind of review music and talk about it. It's your job, and I'm like, okay, well, that should you should have just stopped right there. Right. He went to say like. This song isn't, well, I didn't make this song for you. You weren't on the song, you weren't the verse. You haven't made a song in a decade, you haven't had a hit in a decade. And we're like, oh, all right, well, first of all, yeah, but Joe's, he doesn't need to well, do but that. But he's doing first other all. things, and he not like, to prove that. Too. Right, and yeah. the thing is, it's like, I'm tired of artists thinking that because we're fans of their music, we have to like every fucking thing that they put out.
1: Yeah, we have to just accept
0: it all. It, that's, not, that's not the case. I am the biggest Eminem fan. People who really know me, they know I'm the biggest fucking Eminem fan. I don't like everything he's put out. There's only maybe one or two songs I like on not revival, but the, what was the other one before? Um, oh yeah, revival. Yeah. I didn't I didn't care for that one too much. Kamikaze that was my shit. But I just an example, like just because I'm a diehard fan of whoever, doesn't mean I have to like everything they put out. And a lot of these people, because of their insecurities, they take offense and they start you know dissing and, and talking shit to those people like because they didn't like their work. It's like I don't know if you remember the Joe Budden and uh, Drake beef. Yes. All happened because Joe Biden didn't like Views, and I also didn't like. I didn't like Views either. And,
1: and Views is one of my favorite uh, things by Drake. I like
0: it's a couple songs. I, uh, the only song on the I album. really like on on Views is Redemption. That's my shit because it speaks to me.
1: I play that album out. That my year. favorite
0: album, uh, then my favorite Drake album. I think it's gonna be Take Care. That
1: was but funny. we're gonna have, we're
0: gonna have a look. I think we're gonna have to have a podcast where we talk about our favorites, top have, whatever. Yeah, we gotta have. are just gonna be like a whole song. music podcast because that's my shit. Um, but anyways, that whole a whole beef started with that and. It just—it's kind of funny to me because you know Drake started dissing Joe Budden on a couple of songs like Soto Shots" because you know even though Joe Budden said I love Drake, I'm a fan of the music, I just didn't like this album, and they Joe started Budden, dissing. But
1: I love Joe Budden. I grew up listening to Joe Budden. Joe Budden is a bully. Um,
0: <laughs> but they worked for him. But, That's the and, thing. And,
1: and I think you know, but he is also one of those people that I think um, attaches this negative stigma to um, you know black men as the stigma of bullying. Like you said, you can disagree with something and say, you know what, I just right. don't fuck with it. But that's what it was
0: for him. I, That's all it was for him. But I think what happens is with social media and, and, and everybody, really, is that they take criticism and blow it out of proportion right. a lot of times. And right, right, right. so that's and if we want to really be honest, I don't know if you heard the diss tracks that Joe Budden put out to Drake.
1: No, I didn't hear anything.
0: He fucking smoked them. Oh, I so,
1: didn't hear it. Fam. I got to... This one, just listen
0: to one called uh, Making a Murderer.
1: Okay. And we have
0: some lines on there, like he says, no wonder you got all the Starbucks with all that Joe in you. <laughs> um, but anyways, he, back to the topic, he's just like, just as, as fans, we don't, we, I don't, you know, artists need to stop feeling like we're, ob- us as fans are obligated to like every fucking thing that you put out just because we're fans of you.
1: Right, exactly. Because, we like I said, we
0: don't expect, I, me as a fan, I don't expect everything to be fucking perfect.
1: Right, I mean, like. And I
0: used to think that.
1: And we have, and but, this is the thing, I mean, when you do, even like, you know, with us doing podcasts, sometimes people don't like the topics we're talking about, sometimes they don't like that episode. Yeah, my fuck feelings, y'all. But my feelings aren't hurt because I, I really, you know, I put my all into there, and sometimes it's going to be hit or miss. Sometimes, right, you know, and,
0: like, exactly. And the other thing is, that, like, there's times where people put out, even us, we're talking about topics that are not going to be for everybody. Like right. this thing that we're talking, like when we talk about Drake and Sway and the older crowd, they're not going to know what the fuck that is. Right. Whereas so it's like, but you of- can't take that as, we can't take that as criticism and be like, oh, fuck you, you're a hater. Because no, they just, this part wasn't for them. So that's right. all it is. You know what I mean? So it's just like, but like at the end of the day, we put out a great fucking podcast. So, you know, there's no way you don't like it. Um, Cause you know, uh, but in, uh, I just, I just brings, you know, just kind of ended with, criticism just kind of goes a long way be, and there's there's different sides taking, of it. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: be open and taking constructive criticism. Um, Nobody's you know, perfect. I, I've learned that over the years is learn to listen um, and listen with the intent of actually listening. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, listen to this episode, tell us what you think. We're going to be back active on our Facebook, active on our um, Instagram. We've been slacking a bit. Yeah. Um, so we're we're going to do, do a, a try, try to do this, this
0: episode shed weekly by weekly the most. I don't want to go more than two weeks without it because I feel like once we get into back into our bag of kind of constantly doing it, yeah. we'll just keep going. We'll be good. So, you know, uh, like I said, we're back. Um,
1: subscribe. Subscribe. Like, we're going to... follow.
0: I'm going to have to get back... Oh, fuck, I'm going to have to get back on social media then because I have to promote this shit. <laughs> so, you know, I guess look for me on social media or not. But um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, this has been The Old Talk with Jim and Chris podcast you guys enjoy your uh week because it's sunday yeah oh i'm about to enjoy my week i not fucking work till friday <laughs> fuck all y'all hey y'all right, guys take care y'all take care love y'all